the weather outside just might not be delightful. It might be a little frightful. Welcome into the Tuesday Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl, and sure enough, as we start our headlines from across the South today, we'll tell you a little bit about this storm that's heading through the Mid-South, working its way through Tennessee, Kentucky, toward the Carolinas, touching Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia, and believe it or not, some snow showers, a lot of rain, but some snow showers, flurries, and more. More on that in just a second, not to put the scare in you, but we are right now on top of everything weather-related, and the question is, are we going to have a white Christmas? Well, we already answered that on Monday's Y'all Show. Probably not. Not not expected to have a white Christmas in the Southeast. This is the show all about the South, weather reports and all. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back. We are so glad that you joined us here on this Tuesday Y'all Show. We've got headlines coming up from across the Southeast. All that in our headlines. We've got now the sixth largest bank in the country as a result of a merger between BB&T and SunTrust. That is now official. And I'll tell you the name of this brand new bank. You'll see signs popping up across the Southeast. And I think a Major League Baseball park is going to have to change its name to this new name. And we'll tell you about it in just a few minutes. Then we'll have a political report here on this Tuesday Y'all Show. We do that each Tuesday. Our Southern Political Spotlight. And in Washington, D.C. today, the Democrats expected, if they have it already, to go forward with impeachment articles on President Donald Trump. We'll touch on that a little bit. The big story in politics in the South today, as of midnight last night, we have a brand new governor in the Southeast. Andy Bashir officially became the new governor of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Congratulations to Bashir. We'll have information coming out of Frankfurt on that. Plus, and speaking of Kentucky, an old law that is, that has its its origins, you could say, in the Commonwealth was going to affect the Supreme Court. Well, guess what? The Supreme Court ruled that this law is going to stay in place across the country. So we'll let you know about that. Speaking of politics, we just had Tommy Turberville on the show the other day. He's running for U.S. Senate in Alabama, the former head coach of the Mississippi Land Sharks and Auburn Tigers. He's in a lot of hot water right now in Alabama with the drag queens of Alabama. As Tommy Turberville just went on Facebook and put a post that has upset drag queens across the state of Alabama and the country. And we'll tell you why and what you need to know. Speaking of politics, also in our political report coming up in a little bit, we're going to have information about the grandson of President George H.W. Bush running for Congress in Texas. And guess what? He's embracing Donald Trump and his run to get the Republican nomination in the state of Texas. We'll let you know which grandson it is. And unlike his granddaddy and unlike his uncle, George W. Bush, this guy is teaming up with Trump, it appears, in the state of Texas to try to get that congressional seat in 2020 all that right here on the y'all political report of hour one when we go to hour two of today's y'all show the show all about the south we'll start it off with a little sports news we've had a lot of hirings in the south it's now complete at least the sec openings we'll tell you who got the gigs at missouri as well as arkansas plus lane kiffin introduced on monday in oxford as the new coach of the mississippi sharks we'll let you know what all of these hirings are plus there was a hiring in the aac of note on monday as the longtime 
co-offensive coordinator of the Clemson Tigers is Tampa bound. And we'll tell you who that is and why he's going to coach the Bulls of USF. All that coming up in our sports lanyap, plus other sports information, including who won the big Monday night football game and more as we look at all types of sports in our lanyap on Tuesdays. And then we'll have our Barista of Bodacious Barbecue plus Big 12 football. And Matt Hermans is going to add another role today. We're going to get the old fellow to weigh in on what we're calling the bottom feeder bowls. We, we actually have 39 official bowl games in 2019 and 2020 plus the national championship game. So that's 40, arguably 40 bowl games. And of these 40, 15 are really, really snoozers. And Matt Hermans is going to weigh in on all of those 15 snoozers on Wednesday's Y'all Show with Jonathan Lifite joins us from CBS Sports Digital and the 24-7 Sports Network. We're going to step up our game with Jonathan to have what we call the 15 bland bowls. Plus, he'll also weigh in on ACC news. All that on the Wednesday show. Then when we get to Thursday, it'll be the 10 what we call bodacious bowl games. Those include your college football playoff semifinal games. Oklahoma, Clemson, LSU, and Ohio State. We'll have those plus the rest of the, I guess we would call it the seven other bowl games of note that are worthy of being bodacious bowls. All that coming on Thursday. And if you haven't had your fill of college football talk, on Friday's y'all show, we're going to break down the entire bowl lineup. We're going to go through all of these in one happy place plus general gridiron will have his humorous take on the bowl lineup all that is part of the y'all kickoff show coming up at the end of the week all that right here on y'all now we are glad that you could join us if you want to connect to us we would love to hear from you our number 803-816-1170 our twitter account and instagram so easy to find us on there at y'all show you can also find us on facebook we're y'all.com on facebook it's a free like or right there just go there and hit us and each not only day but multiple times each day we have brand new stories being posted at y'all.com which is linked at the facebook page at y'all.com and so if you're on facebook you'll get this in your news feed every time we put up new stories including each day when we put up the y'all show we're making it oh so easy for you here on the y'all show well a lot of you are getting ready to travel want to let you know that in addition to getting your plans made for what you have coming with christmas some of you might be traveling today and there is going to be some some wintry weather in portions of the south which is a reminder slow down even if you're not in these bad areas on this day it's always a good idea to slow down and also get off that telephone in fact, someone sent me a really cool tweet from the state of Tennessee, as in Tennessee, they've got those signs from Memphis to, I don't know the actual town name, but it's east of Morristown on I-40. I should know the exact town when you come into Tennessee from North Carolina. I'm sorry. Someone has to text me that if you know it at 803-816-1170, what the actual town there. I know there's that power plant, the Carolina Power and Gas thing right there on Interstate 40, if you ever make that journey. Beautiful part of the country. A little scary now that we're getting into the wintertime to be going through the mountains of East Tennessee, North Carolina. I think we'll be okay this week. But 
yeah, somewhere along there. You're going to see signs in Tennessee as they've been pretty creative. In fact, in the summertime, they had some that had y'all on there. Well, someone sent me a photo of the Tennessee Highway Department's message out there this week about not being on the telephone. And do you know, just in time for the holiday and where a lot of people watch this movie every year, Christmas Vacation, they've got a a sign up on the highways of Tennessee that says uh, digital out there when you're driving. It's on the interstates of the state of Tennessee. says, Cousin Eddie says, Twitter's full. Get off that phone. <laughs> and, of course, that's coming from the movie Christmas Vacation. And he he didn't say the Twitter's full. He said something else that sounds like Twitter. So, yeah, thanks to the Tennessee Department of Transportation. They've got a little humor going there. And they want to remind you, Cousin Eddie says that Twitter's full. Get off that phone. And we want you to get off that phone in Tennessee. In many states now, it is illegal to not be on the phone or to be on the phone and not be hands-free. So make sure of that, especially when you got bad weather. Now, what's up with this weather? Colder air arrives today and tonight in the Mid-South and heading into the Northeast. And that could allow rain to change to snow in parts of the Mid-South all the way to New England. So here's our areas that you need to be aware of. Extreme northern portions of Mississippi, North Alabama, North Georgia need to be on the lookout. And you've got some snow, wintry weather coming into northern Arkansas, as well as the boot hill of Missouri. And that stretches on into West Tennessee, heading toward Nashville. Most of the places are expected to have some snow flurries. Whether they stick and become a real nuisance is to be determined, as the temperatures throughout the day are going to drop to some places around 30 degrees, some of those places a little bit higher. But most areas on Monday at least had temperatures in the 50s and 60s. So the ground is fairly warm heading into this front coming through that's going to have the the wet stuff and the icy stuff. So I don't think it's going to be all too awful, but you need to be aware. According to the National Weather Service, the official forecast for today, rain could change the snow during the day today in a strip from central Arkansas to northern Mississippi, western and middle Tennessee, southern Kentucky, and in West Virginia. The greatest chance of any accumulations during the day will be on grassy and elevated surfaces, but cannot rule out some slick travel conditions and spots late in the day. Now, Memphis, it's going to be somewhere around 40 degrees today for the most part with some rain and some flurries. Nashville going to be more in the mid 30s and moving up toward West Virginia, the temperatures there high of 50 around Charleston, West Virginia. So I don't think it's going to be too scary. We're expected to see a colder nighttime. For example, North Alabama, 28 is the low projected tonight in Huntsville, Alabama. And in Charleston, West Virginia, it's going to get rather cold there with some snow moving in as well. 23, your low there in the capital of the mountain state. But all the way really from, let's say, Grenada, Mississippi, stretching northeastward through Chattanooga and on into Knoxville through the Tri-Cities, and into the nation's capital it's going to be a rather cool night tonight so get those doggies and pets in and be very careful if you got plants out there to get them in because it's going to be a little nasty in some cases but don't don't expect tons and tons of snow but you're likely to see snow nashville believe it or not some places are expected to see snow closer to the southern portions of these areas we told you than even into the northern areas 
For example, in Middle Tennessee, you're likely to see more snowfall down toward the Alabama border as you will toward the Kentucky border. So places like Lawrenceburg and also Fetville and other places like Winchester, Tennessee, and Mont Eagle especially, since it's up on the mountain there, you could expect snow to actually stick in those places but if you're going to be driving the highways and byways of the mid-south stretching eastward into west virginia here in the next 24 hours be very careful and buckle up and as cousin eddie would say get off that phone because the twitter is full okay let's move on to other stories outside of weather here george laura now who in the heck is george laura the last name l-a-u-r-e-r who the heck is that well i guarantee you at some point today you're going to more than once do something that is connected to George Laura. Do you know what this North Carolinian did as he died this week at the age of 94? What he's credited with inventing the UPC, the universal product code. Just about every single item in the world has a UPC code on it. And this inventor died at the age of 94 and a funeral was actually held on monday he died thursday at his home in wendell north carolina which is a part of raleigh he was an engineer with ibm in north carolina's research triangle park way back in the early 70s when he came up with the idea of the upc or barcode and now you see this black bar and the 12 digit number all over the world and that's allowed retailers to identify products and their prices as they're scanned usually at a checkout I don't know how much money he got for the invention, but my goodness, what a revolution there. He was a native New Yorker, what we call the DYs of the world, coming to the South. He served in the Army during World War II. Thank you, Mr. Laura, for your service there. And also, he graduated from the University of Maryland in 1951. He said in a television interview not long ago with a Raleigh TV station that he was still in awe of his invention of the UPC which was celebrated on its 25th anniversary at the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. So we'll miss him, but thank you. He's, he's got one heck of a legacy that he's left behind, the Universal Product Code, UPC. Thank you, George J. Laura, for your incredible invention back in the Research Triangle Park in the 1970s in North Carolina. Now to the Mountain State we go, and believe it or not, a bunch of West Virginians have left they've if you if west virginia seems a little less crowded this week that's because a group of people from the mountain state went on a road trip they went on a road trip in search of affordable insulin and you know where they went they didn't cross the mountains into virginia or up to ohio even they kept on trucking these west virginians went to canada where insulin prices are reported to be about a tenth of what it cost people here in this country and the Charleston newspaper, the Gazette Mail, it reports that across the border, no prescription is even necessary to purchase life-saving medication. And these West Virginians had had enough, and they went up to the Great White North to get insulin. Now, that's a little unfortunate news to be sharing with you here. But if true, and I'm sure it is, isn't that ridiculous here in this great country with all the many, many things that we have going for us that something is personal and and as important as insulin people don't use insulin unless they absolutely have to it's a life-saving drug and if it really is that much cheaper in canada 
that needs to be fixed pronto hopefully it will but unfortunately those west virginians going all the way up there for such a thing well richard jewell that is a movie coming out if not out already in a preview area of your part of your region it's a movie and clint eastwood directed this thing and i can't wait to see it if you were around in 1996 you're very aware of what happened at the atlanta olympics of 96 and now the atlanta journal constitution is asking for warner brothers to put a disclaimer statement in the film richard jewell over its portrayal of a real-life journalist from that newspaper, as this film is part of the whole Centennial Olympic Park bombing that happened. And if you know anything about this case, a real guy, Richard Jewell, a good old boy from right there in Georgia, was accused of setting this bomb off. And it was a real media frenzy for a while, and essentially he was maybe the original cancel culture. They went after him, the media, and even the authorities there, accusing him of the guy setting this bomb off i guess because he was such a loser i guess was the excuse used at the time but in the end he didn't do it and this film who clint eastwood has come back to georgia to direct this thing is going to be out and i think it should be uh, it's i mean it's an amazing film that clint eastwood's going to be doing olivia wilde's in there as she portrays the ajc reporter in the movie richard jewell so the real newspaper has a problem with her portrayal the actress's portrayal and the reasoning behind in this movie and we'll find out the latest step in this maybe legal maneuver before richard jewell comes to a theater near you but another great work by the almost 90 year old actor slash director clint eastwood now we don't often praise nfl players off the field we love to give them a big round of applause and give them a lot of money for what they do on the field but how about bears superstar khalil mack as he's now paid off 300 holiday layaway accounts at his hometown walmart and this is at fort pierce in florida just off the east coast there as he announced the happy holiday news on friday via facebook this linebacker for the bears up in chicago given all these residents in his hometown a lot to be thankful for heading into christmas as he's paying off these holiday layaway accounts at the fort pierce florida walmart and he says that according to the store they say that at walmart they would like to thank the khalil mack foundation for his generosity and for making so many families happy for the holidays everyone is truly grateful for everything you've done for them this a message to khalil mack and he may be copying somebody but actually he actually might have been the same guy that did, did a similar thing last year this has happened before but he's an all-pro linebacker he's played six seasons in the nfl he was drafted by the raiders in 2014 before he was traded to the bears in 2018 but a a wonderful thing that he's done there and making a huge difference in florida by paying off 300 holiday layaway accounts at the local walmart i don't know the value on all that but great job there by the 28 year old football star khalil mack now more news coming in from the state of florida a city there has issued a summons for a seven-year-old for a parking violation say what yeah sure enough the city of tampa put a 40 dollar ticket from 2012 out there and the city mailed a summons to a vehicle owner seeking payment for a parking violation that was seven years old a seven-year-old parking violation and they want that money back 
And Joe Reeser says he knew nothing about the city of Tampa's $40 ticket from 2012, but paid it anyway after being told that his name had been flagged in a parking system review to identify unpaid tickets. And he's not exactly happy about it. Tampa does not have a statute of limitations on old tickets. So, yeah, yeah, he, 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 he's making Tampa rich again, I guess, through his generosity of paying off traffic tickets now why doesn't the city of tampa do something nice and just say we're going to do without parking tickets for the rest of the year just tear them up if you got them well a story coming out of savannah georgia that it's a little a little bit unusual a georgia jogger part of a marathon going on there as they were crossing the bridge there in savannah georgia lovely place right there on the savannah uh, savannah river and there's a bridge that connects georgia and south carolina and they were having a little marathon a local marathon there and i've seen this headline and i've seen the video coming in from wsav television and the reporter there alex bazirjan and she was out reporting on this this sort of jog this mini marathon going on there and a lot of the joggers as they were running past her were trying to give her like a high five or hitting her hitting her on the shoulder well one jogger appeared to smack this television reporter's butt as he was covering the race on saturday and now he's been banned from all of the organizers future events this company that puts on these races now the savannah sports council in another tweet added that it had identified the jogger and shared his information with the reporter and her station if you see the video coming in again from wsav television I mean, the guy probably did hit her on the tuchus, which is not a good thing. But if you see the video, there's about 12 people prior to him doing that on the tuchus, hitting her on other parts of her body. So really weird. And if she didn't like it, she should have got out of the way. I mean, I, I don't know why you'd want to get that close to a bunch of running, sweaty joggers. But she did that. And I'm I'm not saying she's making a big deal out of it, but it all comes back to you don't touch people unless you're supposed to and in this case this guy didn't luckily i don't think she's going to press charges but she's making this guy as this video now being shared on social media embarrassing the heck out of him for making a dumb decision but again he was in the middle of a marathon for goodness sakes and he saw a bunch of other people also touching this woman too maybe not down in their posterior but uh not smart not smart but to all our joggers out there when you see reporters doing their thing, just just keep on running. Smile and don't touch. Run and don't touch. That's our message here on the Y'all Show. We've got more headlines coming up. We also have, before the hour is up, our Southern Political Report. All that is still to come here in this first hour of the Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <laughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. 
Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright around yon virgin mother and child. So tender and mild Sleep in heavenly peace Sleep in heavenly peace Continuing on with headlines from across the southeast of the United States on this the Y'all Show. Hey, how about some banking news? We reported on this a few months back, and now we know the name, the child, the love child of BB&T and SunTrust. These two southern goliaths in the banking world are merging, and we now know what this merger is going to equal. It's going to be Truist, a bank, and it's spelled T-R-U-I-S-T. Truist, Truist Financial Corporation announced the completion of the merger of equals between BB&T Corporation and SunTrust Banks. And this was effective December 6. Truist is the sixth largest U.S. commercial bank, serving approximately 10 million consumer households and a full range of business clients with leading market share in many of the most attractive High growth markets in the U.S. of A. Of course, these banks have presence, a large presence in the Carolinas. Both of them do. SunTrust big time in Georgia and into Alabama. And now they're going to be together, together at last. Truest. Look for the signs up. And remember, SunTrust Park, the home of the Atlanta Braves, is going to have to change its name. 
and they've got a combined 275 years of banking history, these two, when they merge together and a huge, huge presence. It's going to be headquartered in Charlotte, Truist it is, and it's going to serve approximately 10 million households. So if you're a BB&T consumer, if you are a SunTrust consumer, you're going to have a new bank here pretty darn soon. Truist, T-R-U-I-S-T, Truist. Now to North Carolina, and a veteran there has won over $268,000, all while doing a good deed. Congratulations, William Porter III, a veteran. He won a cash five jackpot while helping his friend run an errand, and he was stopped at the Poor Boy General Store and Grill on Poor Boy Grill Farm Road in Nightdale, North Carolina this week, so his friend, who he just picked up from the hospital, could go get a few things. And while he was waiting, he went in and bought a cash five ticket and he used his own numbers on the ticket saying each of them represents an age when something significant happened in his life. And he said, see the number 27. That's how old I was when the Beirut barracks bombing happened back in 83. I used to be a behavioral science officer and they called me in to help. When he found out he won, Mr. Porter immediately went home to tell Hetty, his wife of 35 years. So there you get, you have it. This guy who had served in the army for 12 years while doing a good gesture, he goes in and buys a lotto ticket to North Carolina and walks away with a check totaling $189,716. That's after required state and federal tax withholding. So almost $200,000 he walks away because he helped a friend out. And when you help a friend out, good things happen. Congratulations, William Porter, Nightdale, North Carolina. Another reason that those who play the lottery responsibly sometimes end up winning. Just don't go in there and give them all your money, please. Pay your other bills, then buy you a lotto ticket. That's our Christmas message. Here's a good message coming from Oklahoma for farmers. As farmers there in the Sooner State are optimistic after China has removed tariffs on soybeans and pork. As Beijing is lifting these punitive tariffs on soybeans and pork, at this point we don't know exactly what that will mean for Oklahoma farmers, but the trade war taking a toll on Oklahoma soy and pork farmers as the u.s and china have jacked taxes on each other's products by billions of dollars so any relief from those tariffs is met with cautious optimism but as we say the farmers in oklahoma and across other southern states especially with row crops very optimistic after china has removed these tariffs on soybeans and pork too now we go now to a story coming from middle tennessee and this is a sad story to report about a red stag those deer that are gigantic i guess they're deer or a form of deer but this particular giant red stag was a personal stag of luke bryan the country music superstar and in murray county that's around columbia tennessee the sheriff's office of murray county is investigating after this unlawful killing of a red stag deer on this land owned by luke bryan the stag was shot and killed sometime between the evening hours of last wednesday and early on friday of last week and this happened on luke bryan's land in the columbia mount pleasant tennessee area authorities with the twra say the red stag did belong to the star luke bryan has offered a five thousand dollar reward for information that leads to the arrest and conviction of the person responsible for killing the stag if you have any information on the killing of this red stag deer of Luke Bryan, call the Murray County Sheriff's Department, 
5151. What a low life that would go in and do something. I'm sure the dog, the red stag, of course, had to have been imported there to his property because it's not a, a deer you find on its own in middle Tennessee. But I'm sure it was a sight to see prior to it being literally murdered by some knucklehead, I assume. I don't think they would be out looking for someone if it was dead of natural causes or if a coyote or something like that got a hold of it. Surely there must be an, a gunshot or something that like that to this red stag deer. Well, come Saturday, if you're around Arlington National Cemetery, you want to do something good, they're going to have the wreaths across America happen there at Arlington this week. It starts at 830 in the morning on Saturday, and volunteers are in the process of laying out wreaths. And they're that the event this Saturday, they're doing it already, but a larger event is taking place on Saturday at the largest national cemetery in our country, Arlington. And if you've ever seen what this cemetery looks like after the wreaths are placed in a touching place any time of year, it becomes even more touching when you see those wreaths on the headstones of these heroes of our country. And those wreaths will be up for four weeks. You can see them all the way until Saturday, January 11th. If you want to get involved, you can go to Reese Across America's website as they will have volunteers this weekend in Arlington put these things out. And they're going to have an opening ceremony also on Saturday that's open to the public. It starts at 8 o'clock. Visitors and volunteers are subjected to be security screened prior to being entered there at McClellan Gate at Arlington National Cemetery. But a, a wonderful thing there. And this is not just at Arlington where we see wreaths across America. They're put on veterans' grave and our heroes' graves all over this country. We've got a little bit more to get to here in hour one of the Y'all Show today. Hang on. After the break, we're going to switch over from headlines to the headlines of the world of politics. Our Y'all Southern Political Report is up. We've got the latest on the impeachment hearings in Washington, D.C. A new governor was sworn in early. It was like 12.01 and Andy Bashir became the new governor of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. We've got a little bit of information on that. And Tommy Turberville, the former head coach of Mississippi and Auburn and Texas Tech and Cincinnati. Well, he's running for Senate in the state of Alabama, and now he's at war with the drag queens of the heart of Dixie. You, you got to listen to this one. Plus, speaking of football and sports and politics, man, there's some state representatives and state senators in the state of Louisiana that are ticking off their constituents all because of LSU football. What in the world is that headline? Well, we'll tell you when the Y'all Show's political report comes back at you after this break. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our Purple's bundle up for the holiday sale and get a free premium gift bundle when you buy a mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. 
Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Christmas everywhere In the hearts of all people Both near and far Christmas everywhere Feel the love of the season Wherever you are On the small country roads Lined with green mistletoe Big city streets Where a thousand lights glow Southern Political Time here on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Again, connect to us, y'all.com, or 803-816-1170 is our number to call at your leisure. Text or call and leave us a message or kick in. Maybe we'll answer the phone right when you call. You might just get lucky and talk to yours truly. That would be the perfect Christmas gift, I'm sure, for you. Well, on the Southern Political Report, we can't discount what's going on on Capitol Hill today. Democrats, if they haven't already, they will at some point today. They're going to unveil two impeachment articles against President Donald Trump. The decisions were made in an acrimonious 10-hour hearing at the Judiciary Committee on Monday. And now you're going to see the Democrats push this thing. What the Democrats want for Christmas, not their two front teeth. They want President Trump impeached. Impeach the president. That's what they want for Christmas. And they want the Senate to come back in the new year and have a trial and convict the president and have him be the first sitting chief executive of this country kicked out of office. Now, what do Republicans want for Christmas? Well, they realize they're not going to be able to keep the Democrats from likely impeaching the president in the House, where it's officially impeached. Then you have to be convicted after you're impeached. And if you're convicted, you get thrown out of office. And that requires, what, 60% of the votes in the Senate, I think, or two-thirds. It's either 60 or two-thirds. Either way, not likely going to happen. And so the Republicans just want to get this thing behind them and move on to the 2020 election. That's what Republicans want for Christmas. <laughs> but regardless, it's going to be a nasty couple of weeks, and it's going to be a nasty couple of months after the new year whenever the senate comes in it's going to be an impeachment trial for at least a month likely two months and it's just if you have had enough dig in it's going to get even worse 
Speaker Nancy Pelosi convened the House chairman leading the impeachment inquiry in her office on Monday after a day-long Judiciary Committee hearing laid out on the case against Trump. And again, if it hasn't already happened on this day, it's going to be a huge day with the Democrats poised to unveil these impeachment articles against the president of the United States. Again, if you love that kind of talk and you enjoy it, go listen to or watch all of the other cable networks. They've got it wall to wall. Here on the Y'all Show, we got other stuff to talk about. So we've covered that. Let's move on from the halls of Washington, D.C. to the halls of Frankfort, Kentucky. Congratulations to Andy Bashir, or should we call him Governor Andy Bashir? Believe it or not, early in the morning, we're talking at midnight, Kentucky, a weird deal. I've never heard of such a thing, but Kentucky swore in Bashir as the new governor of Kentucky at a private ceremony just after midnight in the governor's mansion of the Commonwealth of kentucky at age 42 Bashir follows in the footsteps of his father steve Bashir, who had a two-term governor term preceded in the single four-term year of matt bevan so it wasn't but five years ago now that the elder Bashir was the governor of kentucky now a little boy andy comes in as the new governor after a four-year republican helm in frankfurt you got the democrats back in troll and they're the first father-son duo to serve as kentucky governor so a historic day here in kentucky with the bashir number two in office the middle of the night swearing in is actually customary in kentucky to ensure continuity at the head of the state government uh, do they have a big blowout at some point i'm not really sure how kentucky does it but most states they most of them have their swearing in and all the festivities on a certain day usually monday or tuesday in the new year usually the first or second week of the new year is how most states swear in their new governors the way kentucky does it and you kentuckians always are a little bit different you're a border state but you're just a little bit different kentucky and I can tell you that because we got our friend from Kentucky, Precious Harris, dropping by on Wednesday. And I'm going to pick on her, by the way, about Kentucky when she comes on the Y'all Show. So uh, not going not gonna to let this one slide. But yes, congratulations to Kentucky with your new governor, Andy Bashir. Now, another Kentucky connection here. The U.S. Supreme Court on Monday left in place a law from Kentucky that requires doctors to perform ultrasounds and show fetal images to patients before they have abortions. The justices did not comment in refusing to review an appeals court ruling that upheld the law. The ACLU had challenged the law on behalf of Kentucky's lone remaining abortion clinic, the ACLU argued that display and describe ultrasound laws violate physicians' speech rights under the First Amendment. But for right now, the Supreme Court leaving this Kentucky ultrasound law in place. Now to Alabama, the heart of Dixie has a huge Senate race going on in 2020. You got Doug Jones. He's the current senator, a Democrat, who won in a nasty race back in, what was it, 2018 against the former chief justice of the state of Alabama, Roy Moore. As it came out, he was essentially a, 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 a accused of being a pedophile. Not proven, but accused of being that, or at least hanging out with really young women when he was in his 30s there around Anniston, Alabama. Well, Roy Moore is still on the go. In fact, he's running for Senate again. 
But Tommy Turville, the former head coach of the Auburn Tigers and also coached at a bunch of other places, we just had Coach Tuberville on the Y'all Show last week. Go back and listen to our Southern Political Report with him. Great interview, fun interview, and and he's fired up about his bid for being the next senator for Alabama. Well, Tommy Tuberville lives in Auburn, Alabama, and evidently this past weekend at Opelika's Christmas Parade, a float featured some drag queens, the Mean Girls. These four drag queens dressed as characters from the movie Mean Girls were there at the Auburn and Opelika Christmas Parade. And Tommy Tuberville, who lives right there on the plains of Auburn, he said in a Facebook post, Hard to believe that right in my own backyard, the city of Opelika allows drag queens and the city Christmas Parade, which was held this weekend. What is next? as he's seeking the U.S. Senate seat in Alabama. Well, his post kind of went viral after that with over 2,000 comments and almost 400 shares. And this performance evidently was family-friendly and appropriate, according to the drag queens. And Tuberville said, I'm not sick and I'm not disgusting. Okay, not, not Tuberville. Tuberville didn't say it. One of the drag queens said, I'm not sick and I'm not disgusting. I use my art to drag to celebrate Christmas in my community. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, Pride on the Plains, that's a local LGBTQ organization, says that they find getting comfortable in Auburn, all these places like that, a little bit hard to do. And they're not exactly happy. They said, it's hard when you think that you've come so far and someone posts something like that. That's someone from the group saying that about Tommy Tarville again, running for U.S. Senate in Alabama and uh, making comments about drag queens at a Christmas parade right in his own hometown. Now to Virginia and gun rights activists there vow to fight new restrictions that they say are definitely coming down from the new Democratic held Senate and the House of Delegates and more in the Commonwealth of Virginia as gun rights activists were wearing guns save lives stickers as they rallied in Richmond on Monday, vowing to fight any attempt by the new Democratic majority in the legislature to pass restrictions on gun ownership. More to come on that, but Virginia has complete control now by the Democrats in the state political fight, and gun rights activists are scared, very scared, of what could come down in the days to come from the halls of government in richmond now in our southern political report we'll tell you about the grandson of president george hw bush and the nephew of george w bush this would be pierce bush he's launched a congressional run this week and he's embracing president donald trump in his congressional run and remember trump was a man that president george hw bush said that trump was a blowhard and he actually voted for hillary hillary clinton in the 2016 election yes the the president who was a republican voted for a democrat because he thought that trump was a blowhard and now Pre- pierce bush is running for president i think he might be marvin's son i think that's who his daddy is but he's a nephew of george w bush and now running for congress in texas in the 22nd congressional district i think that's in the houston area but congratulations to this fellow running for Congress. We'll see if, if the Bush name lives on. Remember, his granddaddy got his political start with a big congressional win in Texas decades and decades ago. I think it was in the early 60s that George H.W. Bush first won 
in Texas as a Republican back when Republicans didn't win anything in the South. Now, you got a combination of Republicans and Democrats alike in the halls of government of Louisiana. And guess what? Those lawmakers are ticking off the constituents of Louisiana because LSU is going to be in the college football playoff this year. They've got a game against the Oklahoma Sooners at the Peach Bowl. And if they win that, guess what? The Tigers will be back in Louisiana playing at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome against the winner of the Clemson-Ohio State game. And playoff tickets are being scooped up by Louisiana lawmakers because there's a perk of the job deal. On the morning of January 13th at the state capitol there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana lawmakers will be sworn into office for the start of their four-year terms, and then a lot of them will head straight down to New Orleans if LSU plays in that national championship. And they're getting the, I guess, the, the, the pick of the litter on tickets. Two dozen House members of Louisiana and 20 dozen senators, some of whom have left office by the time the game takes place, took up an offer to buy face value end zone tickets for the national championship game for $600 a piece from the game's host committee. And that's why constituents are not going to be happy. I think the the value of those tickets, especially if LSU plays in it, are going to be a lot more than $600. And LSU fans who are not lucky enough to be elected members of the state legislature don't have the same luxury so once again the government gets you in this case in baton rouge go tigers well that wraps up our headlines as well as our political report here in this first hour of today's y'all show hang on when we come back in the hour number two we'll have a sports land yap a mixture of all kinds of sports stuff including a lot of college football talk and we'll also have matt hermans he'll be on to talk about the big 12 he'll be on to talk about christmas cooking and we're going to get him to do an extra duty today. We'll have him talk about the 15 what we call bottom feeder bowls. Bowls that are certainly forgettable, but we need to say something about them. And Matt Hermans is going to do just that in hour number two of this, The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Another hour of y'all, the show all about the South is back with you. This is our sports land yap as we begin the second hour. We've got our friend Matt Herman's joining us in the next segment to talk about the Big 12 championship game where the Oklahoma Sooners will be playing in the college football playoff as well as what we call the bottom feeder bowls. He's going to walk through 15 of the not so fabulous bowl games in the entire college football lineup and we're going to leave with a happy spot with Matt Hermans. We'll have him talk about Christmas hams. I know you love hams, and Matt Hermans loves hams, especially on Christmas Day. You might have a freezer full of them. Well, he's got just the 
conversation that you need to get your holiday festivities going. Ham talk, Christmas ham talk, coming up with Matt Hermans. As we start this hour out, we want to remind you, you can connect to us here, 803-816-1170. Some baseball news here in this sports land yap as we mix up all kind of news. And it looks like the Major League Baseball amateur draft is going to be moved from the comfy confines of a studio somewhere around New York City to Omaha, Nebraska. This is a great move. As in Omaha each summer, they have the College World Series, and the first day of the Major League Baseball Draft of 2020 is not going to be me. It's going to be June 10th, and that's going to be just before the College World Series begins three days after that on June 13th, I think it is, in 2020. So moving out of the Secaucus, New Jersey headquarters of the Major League Baseball Network to Omaha in 2020. Great move, and it's going to help connect college baseball to Major League Baseball with this draft taking place. Similar to what the NFL does now, moving it around the country last year was Nashville and hundreds of thousands of fans taking part. I guess in Omaha, if you want to get there early for your team being in the College World Series, you can get the Major League Baseball feel of it with the draft there now just outside of TD Ameritrade Park. NFL action on Monday, Monday Night Football, and Eli Manning had a great first half and his first time being the starter after Daniel Jones got benched after a rough go of the last 10 games or so. And the G-Men almost prevailed in their game at Philly, but in overtime, the Eagles won 23-17, but a good job by Eli Manning, who proved that he still has, he still got it. Unfortunately, Eli Manning, you're on a terrible football team, the New York football giants. The giants dropped to two and 11 after this loss. The Eagles improved to six and seven, which means they're right there neck and neck with the Dallas Cowboys as they try to, somebody's got to win that AFC, or rather NFC East title, and it won't be the Giants. And it won't be the Redskins. So it's either going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys. And and both of them are doing everything they can to keep losing. But at least on Monday Night Football, the Eagle, fly, Eagles, fly, I think is the fight song for Philly. They got the big win there in front of the home crowd, 23-17. To some college football news, the quarterback of the South Carolina Gamecocks, Jake Bentley, he announced that he was going to be in the transfer portal the other day. Well, guess what? We know where Jake Bentley the Auburn Opelika area native who grew up in South Carolina prior to going to the plains of Auburn. He is going to transfer now instead of playing for the Gamecocks next year. He's going to be a Utah Ute as he'll play his final year of eligibility there at Salt Lake City. And he's going to be out there in the Pac-12. A little bit of a change there for old number eight of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Now going to be a Ute. More transfers, more people declaring for the NFL draft. Lynn Bowden Jr. of Kentucky has decided to go to the NFL draft of 2020. The Kentucky receiver turned quarterback announced that decision. I guess Lamar is is affecting uh, uh, the former Louisville quarterback is impacting a, a lot of people out there saying, hey, I think I could be the next Lamar and Bowden, who is a junior, he made his made his announcement through a video posted on his Twitter account. UK is supposed to play in the Belk Bowl against Virginia Tech. 
He says he's going to play in that game on December 31st, but we wish the Kentucky Wildcat quarterback all the best in his decision not to transfer, but to go on to the NFL draft. Now to some college coaching hires over the last day or two. The South Florida Bulls have hired Clemson offensive coordinator Jeff Scott, son of former South Carolina Gamecock head football coach and longtime Florida State assistant coach brad scott who also was at clemson for many years and still is on the clemson staff in an administrative role for dabo swindley but the tigers offensive coordinator who actually shares that role with another guy he was hired as usf's next coach he's worked with the clemson football staff since 2008 and was a finalist for the Broyles award in 2018 he's a former clemson football player and has done a great job i was wondering when somebody would give him a chance this is a pretty good job here for him to go from clemson as an offensive coordinator all the way to south florida of the aac arguably the power six as they call it there in the aac but jeff scott going to be leaving the clemson program in a program that hasn't had a lot of assistance leave he becomes the first one to leave since chad morris left to go to smu several years to get back and then yeah the same chad morris that went from smu to arkansas and who is currently unemployed maybe just maybe chad morris might find his way back to clemson I think that'll probably happen if you had to guess. All right, more information on Sam Pittman. He's the new head man of the Arkansas Razorbacks. He was an assistant coach at Arkansas. Then he ended up going to Georgia, and now he's coming back to be the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, as that was announced this past weekend. Pittman is almost 60 years old, and he is a little bit different. I think a lot of people were a little stunned by his hiring. He's receiving a five-year contract worth $3 million annually. That's got a lot of bonuses in that contract to be the Arkansas head football coach. But, hey, Arkansas, prove us wrong. You got a, a coach that a lot of people are sitting there saying, who? Sam who? Well, he's been a long-time assistant now he's getting his chance to be the head coach of the hogs they, they can't do any worse let's be honest missouri hired a new coach this week as appalachian state head coach elijah drinkwitz is now going to be the head coach of the missouri tigers he got a six-year contract that's going to pay him a guaranteed salary of four million dollars a year elijah i think it's elijah i think it's his name not elijah as i'm seeing in some place Regardless, we'll just call him Coach Drinkwitz, who was at an NC State assistant just a year ago, went from Raleigh to Boone, did a great job in one year at App State, and now he's the new head coach of the Missouri Tigers, M-I-Z-Z-O-U, a press conference earlier today in Columbia, and he's going to be a welcome sight there for Missouri as they're trying to turn that program around from what's been a not-so-great last year or two and also had a bowl ban had that be put on them this year they could have gone to bowl if they had not had that bowl ban but a new era there for como and uh, coach drinkwitz leading the missouri football program and that is a quick look at headlines here in the sports world in our sports land yep when we come back we're going to switch over to the big 12 matt hermans is going to we're going to get his thoughts on the big 12 championship game a great one between baylor and oklahoma this past weekend where are the Big 12 teams going? I think it's, uh, I think I counted up about 10 of the 12 teams in the Big 12 are going to bowls. A very, very good feat. We'll find out who all they are and we'll get his take on what we call the bottom feeder bowls. And that includes a couple of Big 12 games, I think, in that mix of bottom feeder bowls. But there's a lot of Sun Belts and a lot of MAC teams in the bottom feeder bowls. And we'll get Matt Herman's 
<laughs> fun take on that plus we'll have him talk about christmas hams as we wrap up this the y'all show tuesday edition asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved primatine mist the only fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter so whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. talk is in front of us right now hello welcome back into the show that's all about the south and we've got our big 12 barrister and our barbecue barrister and matt hermans we're giving you another title you don't even know this is coming your way here today are you ready for your new title here on the y'all show i'm down on one knee hopefully you got the sword for each side of my head i'm ready to go your other title and i'm gonna have to have you weigh in on this the bottom feeder bowl barrister (laughs) i don't know it sounds uh might sound accurate let's see yeah we've got about 15 bowls i need you to get i need your incredible mind to weigh in on if you don't mind well here it works out great because uh i love all the bowls i love the bottom feeder bowls i knew you you by the way i've got them broken into three parts bottom feeder bowls we've got 15 what i call bland bowls and then we've (laughs) got 15 or rather we don't have 15 we got 10 bodacious bowls oh okay those are your alamo outback citrus orange cotton sugar rose fiesta peach and your national championship yeah that sounds like a good breakdown absolutely but you unfortunately don't get to weigh in on the bodacious bowls we've got to have you bottom feeders I'll take the low end. I'll take I'll take the entry uh, the entry level bowls. Yeah, absolutely. Because we know you'll do an amazing job. You'll also do an amazing <laughs> job breaking down what we just saw this past weekend with Baylor and Oklahoma in the Big Twelve Championship game. Easily the best conference championship game of the weekend, and what a close one! Unfortunately for Baylor, they had to go to their third string quarterback who did a good job, but in the end, the Sooners, as we kind of thought they might, prevailed and find their way somehow to the college football playoff. Yeah, they did, and uh, you know, I remember us talking about it a week ago, and I was um, I was kind of leaning towards the Baylor Bears getting their getting their shot again, and uh, you know, the 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 bad luck bug hit bit them, I guess, a little bit. Um, Charlie Brewer had to leave the game, um, I think, on per- uh, concussion protocol, but uh, so they went to the second string, and they went to the third string, Zeno, and like you said, he he. You couldn't you couldn't uh, expect a third string guy to play any better than he did. Um, although I would I would like to believe that down the stretch Charlie Brewer made a uh, would have made a difference for Baylor, but they played with the cards they were dealt. And again, another heck of a game. And that is the um, if there's any theme for the Big Twelve season this year, it is just uh, a lot of really good football games. We've talked about that, and that was another really really good one. And honestly, I mean, probably the only. Uh, 
Uh, maybe the only really good conference championship. Some of them started good, but uh, yeah, uh, not many other 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 uh, conference championships were in doubt uh, there at the very end. So uh, a great game. If the Utah Utes didn't choke in the Pac-12 championship, would they have gotten that fourth spot? I think probably so. Uh, it's hard to say, but I believe yes. I think if they would have beaten Oregon. They would have been at least pole position or the inside track, whatever you want to call it, uh, for that. They would have had a heck of an argument, um, although you know Oklahoma or Baylor would have had an argument as well. They probably would have put up their strength of schedule and talked about playing, you know, the other team twice or something like that. But yeah, I think I think you know a lot of this this stuff, in my opinion, it does kind of come into hey, how long has it been since the Pac-12 had a team in the national championship or uh, at least in the hunt for the national championship and. You know, I think Utah had been ahead, I think, in the at least in the rankings most of the year. And I think that Oregon would have pushed them into it. And I think the, the committee would have would have put Utah in there to get a Pac-12 rep uh, personally. So, yeah, I think so. All right. Well, in the end, Baylor goes down. They get a good bowl. We'll tell you about that in a second. But Oklahoma advances to take on LSU in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta right before New Year's Eve. And since you don't get to weigh in on all the big bowls here this time, Matt Hermans, how are the Sooners going to match up with LSU? Uh, not well. Really? Okay. Uh, I would I would say I would say not well. I would say uh, I won't weigh in too much. That's the big big bowl. But uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I'd feel pretty good about LSU in that game just based on uh, watching Oklahoma all year personally. Okay, so. Oklahoma, their season may come to end in that Peach Bowl game, and Baylor goes off to the Sugar Bowl where they'll be playing a Georgia Bulldog team that went in there last year and got hammered by a Big 12 team in Texas. Yeah, that is an interesting football game right there. I think that's more interesting than the uh, the playoff game between LSU and Oklahoma. Baylor, really good defense. Um, uh, Georgia, uh, a really good defense other than – other than when they line up against Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers, but for the rest of your really strong defense, uh, a team that is um, is just going to power you on both sides of the football. Baylor kind of plays the same the same way. I think a lot of this will have to do with uh, Charlie Brewer and his health. But uh, you know, on paper, you'd say, well, Georgia, you know, Baylor's outgunned, and uh, it's just the athletes and everything else. But you know, I've said that every just about every game for Baylor this year, and it turns out that they're their front five on both sides are actually pretty, uh, pretty good, and I don't think they'll be out uh, overmatched as much as people might think. So I look for this to be uh, a surprisingly good game between Georgia and Baylor. The first Big Twelve team in action in the bowl lineup: Oklahoma State's and Texas A&M get together at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium. Don't want you to get too windy on this one, but uh, what about the pokes <laughs> and the ags? Yeah, the old uh, Big 12 uh, reunion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then before that, the old Big 12 South reunion. So these programs know a lot about each other. Uh, this is an interesting matchup. Both teams about the same in my book, you know, hovering around that seven-win mark uh, this year. Uh, I could say, uh, you know, I would I would pick, uh, I would probably go Oklahoma State uh, by, a, by a hair. Kellen mm-hmm. um, Mond has been... Uh, just about as up and down as you could possibly be this year for Texas A&M. So if he's down, uh, Oklahoma State will have a, a good shot, and he's down a lot. So I would say uh, I would I would go uh, pokes by a just a, a strand of a mullet hair. How about that? 
That sounds like a great plan. Texas Bowl <laughs> is going to be on Friday, December 27th in Houston. Iowa State, the Cyclones have an intriguing matchup in Orlando on December 28th. Notre Dame and the Cyclones will be spinning together at Camping World Bowl. What about this one? Yeah, I, this is another intriguing one for me. Uh, Notre Dame uh, has been uh, certainly looking at the numbers and looking at the paper uh, and looking at the record. You would say Notre Dame is 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 going to dominate this this game. That they have the superior team in every aspect of uh, of of where it matters. Uh, but again, Iowa State is a mysterious team this year, and they have looked really really good at times, and they've looked. Honestly, they've lost close games and they've won big games. Uh, Matt Campbell is a heck of a football coach. Uh, Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. Uh, they have some ability there and they play very hard. I would not want to be preparing for Iowa State if it was if I was Notre Dame. Uh, not to say that they're going to go in and get rolled by the Cyclones, but man, you just they're, they're going to be a lot better on the field than they look like on their record, and it's going to be a much tougher football game than than anything you're going to be able to imagine uh, if you're Notre Dame. So really excited to see this one. Uh, I think Notre Dame maybe squeaks by, but this will be a nail-biter in my opinion. All right. On New Year's Eve, K-State sails south to Memphis, where the Navy midshipmen and the Wildcats have a date in the Liberty Bowl. And again, this is going to be a a matchup between number 23 Navy. Kansas State has fallen out of the top 25. Your thoughts on this one? You know, this is interesting. Um, I keep saying they're interesting, but these are these bottom feeder bowls are. Well, these aren't like quite I the say, bottom feeders. I, 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 okay, okay. I, I got to get you to weigh in on the Big Twelve before we go. I, to the bottom. I got you. I got you. Well, you know, the the non these are not bowl games. They're going to be in the uh, on, on the marquee, but they're really cool because you see a, a team in Kansas State. Um, well, the head coach, uh, Coach Kleeman from uh, from North Dakota, he is familiar State. with. Yeah, yes. I, from the state of North Dakota, from North Dakota State, I, I don't want to offend anybody who uh, there, there's certainly no love lost between North Dakota State and North Dakota. I, no, I, there's not. And if there was, no. they would, uh-huh, pardon the pun, sue you. <laughs> that's true. Yes, yes, that's true. I actually have a brother who went to medical school fighting Sue. So, yeah, I don't want to get those mixed up. But So I think it's cool because Coach Kleeman, uh, the top offense that they ran at least uh, – Part of the time there uh, in, in North Dakota State was kind of similar to Navy. Those teams, uh, his teams uh, at North Dakota State were not, they were not spread offenses. They were not, uh, you know, basically what a college football runs now. Uh, drop back, survey the field, five wide receivers, maybe delay a handoff. They didn't run that kind of thing. They ran a lot of option. They did a lot of the same things that Navy did uh, at least you know, certain times. So his point, point is this. Coach Kleem is going to be familiar with that type of offense. Maybe not for four quarters, but he's going to be able to prep Kansas State for the triple option, the double option, the you know everything that Navy does. Navy throws the football. Um, not that they don't ever throw the football, but they like to, just like the other military schools, they like to run that uh, that option type of offense. So I think it's interesting because uh, a lot of times these Big 12 schools will have no experience throughout the year or maybe ever with a triple option or an option type football team, but Coach Kleeman does, and I think that'll help Kansas State. I think this will be a good game, and I'll probably take the Wildcats because of that. All right, and our other game that's got a Big 12 game going on that same New Year's Eve, Texas and Utah at the Alamo Bowl at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. The Utes, number 11 in the land here as the season came down. They had a chance to go to the playoff, but uh, ended up crashing and burning there at Levi's Stadium. What about this one between the Horns and the Utes? 
Yeah, um, I think I just think Utah's the better football team in this one. I think they have a better defense, and um, the offense for the Texas Longhorns have, has struggled quite a bit. Uh, came alive against Texas Tech, but Texas Tech not not exactly a good football team. So I think um, you know it, Texas will probably come in wanting to shock someone else, kind of like they shocked the Bulldogs from Athens last year. But uh, you know, I think Utah. I mean. Uh, uh, you know, uh, they're just they're just a strong. They're a very very good defense. Put it this way, I will say that the the defense that Utah is going to put on the field is going to be better than anything that Texas has seen this year. And their offense has struggled at times, so that that tends to uh, to get me to lend the edge to to Utah. I think they'll be able to shut Texas down and score enough to win that ball game. And again, on January 1st, you've got the Georgia Bulldogs and Baylor at Mercedes-Benz Superdome for the All-State Sugar Bowl. That's your New Year's night contest on ESPN. That's what's going on in the Big 12. But today, since that's our last time of getting together with Matt Herman's here in the year 2019, we got to have him do triple duty. We're going to have him talk a little cooking here in the next segment. But before we get there, Matt, i got to have you weigh in on the 15 bottom feeder bowls. The bowls that right. most people wouldn't even be tuning in, but something tells me Matt Herman's is going to be watching these games. And, all right, all right, and, I will. <laughs> and, and we start off in the great nation of the Bahamas, where the 49ers of Charlotte and the Buffalo Bulls get together on December 20th for the Bahamas Bowl. What's going to happen in this one? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen is both of those schools are going to be uh, enjoying the heck out of some uh, December Bahamas weather. I think it'll be something like mid-upper 70s, I think, is, is about right this time of year. So uh, <laughs> that'll be the best part of that matchup. That's that's This is one of the things, I won't spend too much time on this one, I know we got to get through them, but this is one of the cool things about bowl games. The Charlotte 49ers and Buffalo Bills haven't done anything this year. Uh, Buffalo Bowls, pardon me. I have not done anything this year that would warn anybody getting excited about anything, unless you're an alum and you follow them, and of course we understand that. But, man, these guys get to go to the Bahamas for a bowl game, and, you know, by the way, they get to play football games. And so I think that's pretty cool for both of them. And uh, I'll take the Buffalo Bulls. I think they're going to be so fired up to be out of the cold that they're going to be running like uh, Superman. And the so 49ers, the who've only been playing football about a decade now, I think this is their second bowl appearance, if memory serves me correct. If not, it may be their debut, but they're in the Bahamas Bowl. Let's go to yeah, think, Frisco, yeah. north of Dallas, where Frisco is going to have Utah State and the Kent State Golden Flashes getting together on that same day, December 20th. Utah State, um, you know, this is uh, they're missing their, their head coach, Matt Wells, of course, at Texas Tech, did not have a good year there, but... Uh, you know, you could consider this this Utah State team kind of a a, a leftover from the Wells regime, if you will, um, that's now in Lubbock. So, uh, pretty decent year for the Utah State Aggies. They didn't have any big upsets like they usually have. They usually throw somebody in the Pac-12 uh, off and, and mess their season up when they get a chance. But uh, you know, I, like, I still like Utah State. I think there's some good pieces there. So uh, I'll roll with the Aggies of Utah State. All right, you have the New Mexico Bowl, which used to be the first bowl game played. Now it's now the third bowl, technically, December 21st. The Chippewas of Jim McElwain head to Albuquerque for a game against the San Diego State Aztecs. Yeah, uh, Jim McElwain, uh, what, a, uh, what a deal. Um, the head coach of Florida just a couple of years ago and uh, now at uh, – 
head coach for the Chippewas, so up in Michigan. But that's a program. The Chippewas is interesting. That this is another one of these mid-major type programs that uh, that enjoys throwing monkey wrenches at folks throughout the years. And I think McElwain is still a pretty good head football coach. Um, I think he'll probably end up with another Power Five job at some point, but. Why not start it here against the San Diego State Aztecs? San Diego State has missed some key pieces over the last couple of years. They were a very, very good football team over the last two, three years. Uh, Rashad Penny has been a star for them at the running back position. Of course, he's no longer with them. Um, I will take the Chippewas coming down from Michigan to the desert and uh, winning a good one for, for Coach McElwain. Central rolls into this one after losing the MAC title to the Miami Redhawks. You also have the Cure Bowl taking place in Orlando. The first time for the Liberty Flames of Hugh Freeze to make it to a bowl game. They just moved up to the FBS ranks in the last two years. And Georgia Southern and Liberty get together at the Cure Bowl in Orlando on December 21st. And Hugh Freeze, uh, his redemption arc is um, nearing a 45-degree angle. This guy is a heck of a football coach. Uh, Obviously, don't need to rehash the issues he had in Oxford, but... To take Liberty to a couple of bowl games, I mean, this is a program, again, had been playing football for very long, and a school that's small, that's, that's an afterthought on the scene, to say the very least. Well, let's not, let's not call them a small school. They've got close to 100,000 okay. people, I think, because I, I of think their online, own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're at University of Phoenix. They're, they're rivaling them for the biggest university in the, in the nation, right? So. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess you know what I mean. Small as far as uh, the footprint within college football. So, uh, what a heck of a, a heck of a job for Hugh Freeze. And, you know, I like to see people come back and, you know, uh, kind of uh, renovate their, their personality or whatever. So um, I like Liberty. I like Hugh Freeze. I think uh, I'll take them in this game. And I, and I hope, um, hope he continues to have success there. And speaking of programs with ties to Mississippi Landshark coaches, the FAU Owls, their reward for winning CUSA, they get to go to a big bowl game in Boca Raton, Florida. As they get to play on their home field against SMU in the Boca Raton Bowl. This game's December twenty first on ABC. In the uh, in the Lane Kiffin Farewell Bowl, yeah. yeah. The uh, right, so yeah, they get uh, they get a cool bowl there in Boca Raton, and they get to lose the the head coach to the University of Mississippi Rebels. So, uh, but hey, heck of a season for Florida Atlantic. This is um, you know I, Kiffin again, another guy, controversial type guy, but. Uh, Florida Atlantic, certainly not a traditional power in any sense of the word. He's done a heck of a job there for the last couple of seasons. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think he'll, I think the, the Florida Atlantic, uh, Owls, I think they'll go out with a bang. I'll take them in this game to send Blaine Kiffin off to Oxford with a, uh, you know, a nice little handshake. All right. Now, FAU's South Florida rival, Florida International, they get to go to the capital of the Heart of Dixie, where FIU and Arkansas State get together on the 21st of December for the Camellia Bowl. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bowl uh, names, the Camellia uh, flower that's kind of ubiquitous across the South. Um, not a uh it's not named after a car dealership or something like that so i still i still kind of like the name of that one and um i'm a fan of jonesboro arkansas i've been there several times that's where the red wolves uh, come from uh i will you know that's not too bad of a trip from jonesboro just about an hour and a half outside of memphis down to uh, to alabama so I, I you know what i'm gonna go with the red wolves uh just because hey here's a shout out to everybody in jonesboro arkansas uh, what a great town 
All right, December 23rd, it's the Thundering Herd of Marshall and UCF. UCF going down a couple of notches in their bowl lineup this year, as in Tampa, they'll be taking on the Marshall Thundering Herd on December 23rd. Yeah, this is a, a situation that I think Central Florida did not plan on being in. Uh, I think through the first six or seven games of the season this year, this was a team that people were talking about being the playoff bracket buster. Uh, they have certainly played that role in the past. They have claimed national championships, um, which, you know, you look at their strength of schedule, it's kind of funny, but they've, they've gone undefeated in the past, and they hope to do so this year, and they started with the top 15 ranking, so they actually had a chance to maybe actually break into that playoff bracket uh, this season, and it just did not go the way that they were hoping to go. So this is a disappointment bowl for them. Um, you know, Marshall will probably uh, have, I think, more riding on this than Central Florida. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, this is a disappointment bowl for the for the Central Florida Knights, um, and uh, I look for them to probably not come out terribly sharp, and uh, Marshall squeaks by with this one. Well, on Christmas Eve, Matt Hermans, our Big 12 and bottom feeder bowl expert here. If you're not doing anything, join me in Honolulu for the Hawaii Bowl as BYU and the Rainbow Warriors get together at 8, or rather 9 Eastern, 8 Central, and Lord knows what time, Honolulu time, for a game right before Santa Claus arrives. <laughs> I'm looking on the Southwest app right now and looking for flights. So, yeah, we'll get back together after the show and talk about that. Um, I will say uh, BYU uh, and Hawaii is interesting. Hawaii's had a decent football season. BYU, not uh, certainly not what they would hope for every single year. BYU expects uh, to be a very, very good program, and they have more often than not. The interesting thing about this is that BYU and Hawaii are kind of linked. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of players. Of course, BYU is is uh, is the the central higher learning institution for people of the Mormon faith. And there are a lot of uh, Pacific Islanders and folks around the Hawaiian Islands that, that practice that faith as well. And they have a, uh, a real uh, a strong link there. A lot of Hawaiian and Pacific Islanders go to BYU to play because of their faith. So this is an interesting matchup. BYU in the middle of Utah. You don't think it has a lot to do with Hawaii, but there's a lot of connections there. And there probably will be guys on both sides who maybe have family or know some folks that play for Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii, of course, has a lot of Pacific Islanders as well playing football. So uh, kind of an interesting matchup and a weird connection there. But uh, I think uh, I think BYU uh, will come to play. I think they'll want to win the bowl game. And, uh, you know, they have a lot of pride. Not that Hawaii doesn't, but BYU will come to play and squeak by with this one. The Miami Hurricanes will be back in Shreveport where they'll be taking on the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech in a de facto home game for Skip Holtz's ball club. This is the day after Christmas, December 26th in Shreveport, starting at 5 Eastern, 4 Central on ESPN. Yeah, basically a home game for the boys from Ruston. Um, you know, the uh, Independence Bowl just not too far from uh, the home of the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs there in Ruston, Louisiana. So I expect there to be a contingent uh, supporting the uh, the boys there from North Louisiana, and uh, I like Louisiana Tech. I like uh, I like their offense. I like the way they've uh, they've played. They, they've certainly had better seasons in the past, but they've certainly had a lot worse seasons in the past. So it's a home game for them. I'll take the home team. All right, we're talking to our bottom feeder bowl expert Matt Hermans here, wrapping up football talk with him for twenty nineteen. You got the quick lane bowl and Pitt started this year off pretty well. And then the wheels kind of fell off toward the end. Eastern Michigan and Pitt are in this bowl game at Ford field in Detroit on December 26, nine Eastern eight central on ESPN. 
Yeah, Pittsburgh. You're right. Pitt did. Uh, they they started off, uh, you know, played played a good game against Penn State, and uh, after that, just not not a whole lot to talk about after that. But uh, I think Pitt's still a uh, a decent uh, football team. Um, I know Eastern Michigan will come in with a chip on its shoulder, but uh, I like Pitt despite their struggles. They showed uh, some ability. They showed that there's the the program there may be on the upswing. I think early in the season at least. So uh, I think they'll bounce back to the bowl game after a little bit of a break and uh, go ahead and win it, move into the next season with higher hopes. All right. Pit Panthers. All right. You also have the first responder bowl, December 30th, Western Michigan and Western Kentucky. This game in Dallas set for 1.30 Eastern on ESPN. How about the Broncos and the Hilltoppers? Yeah, this will be the um, the uh, easy to find a seat bowl. And I, I don't say that because of uh, any type of integration towards the fan bases, but this is a, <laughs> this is a location that's not – uh, not good for either one of these programs, um, but but uh, you know, hey, Western Kentucky. Uh, this is a program that uh, has uh, you know has had its ups and downs. Back to a bowl game this year, and you know anybody who who wants to turn this game on, who thinks maybe there's not a reason to, you know, you want to see that big red creature move his jaws around and and extremely. Uh, questionable ways that's worth the the tune in as well so like the hilltoppers like the mascot um you know i think uh you know it's going to be a nice 72 degrees there in dallas for both of them so weather's not going to be an issue i like western kentucky in a close one all right we also have a bowl game taking place in tucson this year you got the arizona bowl i know you'll be tuning in for that one and in this bowl game this year at the arizona bowl right there at the home of the arizona wildcats Wyoming and Georgia State get together on the gridiron there in Tucson. Oh, yes. Uh, the Cowboys coming south a couple states, and uh, Georgia coming way west. Georgia Southern coming way west. Uh, Georgia State, pardon me. Um, yeah, this will be uh, – Wyoming uh, is kind of an underrated tough out this year. Uh, they've given uh, – they played a lot of tough football games, and uh, the, the Cowboys are typically known for – Playing very hard. I mean, these are it's kind of from a hard-nosed area. Um, Laramie, you know, tends to attract a lot of folks there that they kind of do fit the mold that you'd, you'd imagine for Wyoming football. Uh, of course, uh, had some good players there in the past, Josh Allen, folks like that. But uh, I think Wyoming coming down to the desert, uh, I'll take them in a close one. They've had uh, they've had some games that were uh, maybe could have won this year, but uh, but were close fights to the finish. So I think they're going to play hard, come out, play well, and win the game. All right, I'm going to put you on the clock. You only have about 15 seconds to weigh in on the Red Box Bowl, Illinois and the Cal Bears. Illinois, uh, they've, they've won games they shouldn't have. Cal lost a bunch of games they should have won. I'll take Illinois. All right, this game's going to be December 30th from Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. And Matt Hermans, we also have, don't leave this one out, the Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise on January 3rd, the Wolfpack of Nevada and the Bobcats of Ohio. The old, the, uh, as Ohio would call themselves, the University of Ohio, and they would call it something, the Ohio State University, something else. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the Ohio Bobcats, I will, uh, I like the, the way they've, they've played this year. Uh, again, they're one of these teams like Wyoming that have lost some close, really close matchups. And, uh, so I like them coming in. I'll take them to win. 
All right, and our final game right before the national championship weekend starts a week later, it's the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile. This is the old Dollar General Bowl. It's been renamed Lending Tree. And the <laughs> Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette and the Red Hawk Redskins of Miami in Ohio have a date on January 6th, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. We've got the Raging Cajuns from Lafayette versus the Ben Roethlisberger uh, alum, Jake, alum, you mean, uh, you mean Jake DeLom versus Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, there's a quarterback there. Yeah, Jake DeLom versus Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, uh, I like, um, I'm a big fan of the, uh, well, you know what? They would call themselves Louisiana now, John, not Louisiana Lafayette. Well, I don't care what they call them. Deal. I know what I call them, and officially the school's <laughs> Louisiana Lafayette. I know, I know, but uh, they are... Uh, <laughs> they would they would be offended they want to be called louisiana but so just because of that i'll call them louisiana lafayette and they're going to win the football game i like the raging cajuns and you know hey if the if the one name the university of louisiana if that gives them some motivation here uh then i'll take them to win the football game how about that if they want to take up a complaint with me i'll just call them what they should still be called and that would be usl yeah, South, yeah that's right south louisiana that's southwest right. They, they, oh, that's right. They were Southwest Louisiana, which I don't know if Lafayette technically is. I think Lake Charles would have something to say about that. But Yeah, it's like South Central, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that would be the Raging Cajuns and Miami in that January 6th bowl game. And that is your ranking and, and breakdown of the bottom feeder bowls of this 2019 bowl season of college football. We're not done with Matt Herman's Hang on. After the break, we are going to get his quick take on Christmas and cooking. That's ahead as we close out this, the Tuesday Y'all Show. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. The lines of people everywhere Trying to pick out the gifts That show how much they care It makes me wish that I could see my friends On Christmas Day And fill my list with lots of gifts But I can only say Here comes a Merry Christmas straight to you I hope it cheers you up when you are down and feeling blue Right or wrong, I'll sing my song And you will know just who sings a merry Christmas 
final segment of this Tuesday, y'all. We still got our barrister joining us now. We've already had him talk about Big 12 football, bottom feeder bowl football, and now we're going to get away from the gridiron and talk about the kitchen for just a few with Matt Hermans and Christmas here just two weeks away. And Matt Hermans, what does that mean at the Hermans household? What do you do a little bit different for Christmas versus every other cooking occasion? Yeah, uh, so for Christmas, um, you know, it's another excuse to have a have a big meal, and that's wonderful. We all love that. Um, yeah, I want to steer steer far away from giant birds uh, and anything that would remind anyone of the Thanksgiving meal that we've been eating on for the last couple of weeks. So, my number one goal with a Christmas meal or a New Year's meal, uh, which you know we can kind of combine those sometimes, actually, but. Um, is to be as unThanksgiving as possible. So I will typically change up uh, uh, again, avoid all birds, and I would change up. I like to do a ham uh, myself. I know we've kind of teased it a little bit before on the program, but I think uh, you know a nice uh, spiral sliced or even just uh, you know kind of a rectangular uh, type cured ham um, for Christmas. I, for some reason, that's always just felt right to me with. Uh, uh, with some different types of side dishes, but I'll always focus on the meat. So what I like to do is, of course, most hams are already cured, unless you're talking about a fresh ham, which we would be a uh, totally different deal. We're talking about a long, slow uh, barbecue cook on a fresh ham. So we're going to talk about what 98% of people will be eating if they eat ham, and that's cured ham. And we typically think of a couple different kinds of hams, and those are spiral sliced hams. You know, there's a lot of big big brands across the country. There's honey bee, there's honey baked, there's honey this, honey that. Um, and they do spiral slices. I'm sorry, what, did you call my name? <laughs> no. Um, you, you didn't say honey? Oh, uh, well, shoot. You know what? I didn't know we were using um, our off-the-air language today, John. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you got to give me you got to give me a heads up. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, so, okay yeah. sugar britches. Go ahead. Okay. Oof. Now it's out. Now, we're, now it's over. Now it's out. Um so yeah, everybody knows what I'm talking about. You're talking about a spiral slice, sweet, sweet ham like that. Uh, but here's the thing: those are not cheap. They're delicious. Every every one of these places does a fine job. Um, but you can do it yourself. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to spend the upcharge to go to the honeybee or the honey baked and get that. You can, if you want to do it yourself, you can. And the best way to do it uh, is to put your 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 spiral sliced ham on the smoker. Um, and add another layer of flavor to it. A lot of times these places, uh, some of these nationwide places, will smoke their hams as well, and then they'll glaze it. But here's the kicker is you can do that all yourself. You can go to your local Kroger, Winn-Dixie, whatever it is, and you can get a nice uh, pre-cut spiral-sliced ham yourself, uh, and you can mix up a little uh, what we call a glaze, brown sugar, maybe some maple syrup, like throw a little cayenne pepper in there to get a little bit of a kick. It's anything you want, cloves, maybe some allspice, uh, some, some holiday-type flavors, mix it in there. And you just brush it on, you coat it, uh, and you cook your ham and add some smoke to it on your pit. And there's really nothing, until you've had it, there's really nothing like, say, brown sugar or maple syrup or a sweet kind of uh, savory mixture that you put on a ham. With, if you add hickory or pecan smoke to it, it's just kind of an unbelievable flavor combination so i would encourage folks this year you want to be a little bit adventurous but not too adventurous because here's the thing the ham's already cooked you can't undercook it it's already been cured so look online there's about a hundred different types of ham glaze recipes you can come to again my, my my advice is to add just a tiny bit of heat even if you don't like it hot 
little pinch of cayenne to your glaze and it just gives it that little bit of something you, you probably won't even notice it but your tongue will um and uh, do it yourself put it on the pit put some hickory smoke to it get it nice and glazed and uh you you'll think you know hey why the heck did i i didn't need to spend this extra money even if the product's wonderful i can do it myself and maybe it's a good time for you and the kids or the grandkids or your family members to get get dirty and rub all this stuff all over the ham before you put it on the pit so i've done it before i love doing it and again it's it you add another layer of flavor when you put it on the smoker because uh again brown sugar and smoke are just like uh you know they're meant to be married put it that way yeah i love it matt Hermans, we're wrapping up with you today hey matt this has not been a problem for me i know big business people like you out there you probably have to deal with this every christmas but if you're a business owner you know where i'm coming when i say oftentimes the salespeople that call on you throughout the year will inundate you with things like hams as christmas gifts <laughs> so my question to you if you're a business owner out there and you've got five hams that have been delivered to you what do you do with all those hams yeah i mean nobody can eat five hams I, i'm a ham guy and I, I probably couldn't eat five hams so uh, i would say you know spread the wealth you know uh give, be, be generous this time of year a good Honestly, a good ham, a lot of times these hams, and I know exactly what you're talking about, a lot of times these hams that are sent are really nice, really uh, fantastic high-end hams, whether it's a Smithfield ham, that's a brand that's out of Virginia, whether it's a honey-baked ham, whether it's, there's all kinds of different specialty ham shops that kind of have their own little little methodology there, and uh I would say give it to someone else, you know, package it up. That's a heck of a Christmas gift. I'll be honest with you. Uh, You know, a lot of times in my life, uh, I've opened Christmas presents and I've thought, boy, I wish this was a ham. So um, you (laughs) could. I can be honest with you, Matt Hermans. I have never had that thought. (laughs) I've had it a lot more than I would probably admit. But the point point is. I've had the thought, man, I wish I had cash. Well, hey, that that comes to mind too. But uh, you know, I think if think of a lot of us out there would think about it, you can think of uh, sometimes that you've been surprised with an item that you maybe rather have a ham. So the point is, somebody's going to love that ham. If you got four or five of them sitting around, give them to somebody you know. Maybe give somebody who's who you know in your own community that uh, maybe having a rough go this year. Uh, you know, uh, the Christmas spirit. You know, Southern hospitality. Everything we talk about. You know, do it to somebody you know. Give it to somebody that is in your uh, in your sphere and you know make their christmas uh, those hams are are not cheap and they're delicious and uh, you know hey uh, they got to go somewhere so that would be my advice uh, share the christmas spirit. man it's true matt hermans has a soft spot i tell you what <laughs> we it took all year but we finally got it out of you please don't well, go did, cry in the corner now i mean did sugar britches not give it away i mean good grief. <laughs> matt we wish you and yours you've got a newborn this year the best of christmases happy new year we'll be back with you in early january and just have a wonderful bowl season and christmas time yeah i i will same to you john and everybody else out there merry christmas all right matt hermans our bodacious barbecue big 12 and the bottom feeder bowl bodacious guy well that wraps up today's y'all show we'll be right back here wednesday with country music talk from precious harris and a whole lot more great stuff thanks for listening to the y'all show talk with a southern accent merry christmas
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our Purple's bundle up for the holiday sale and get a free premium gift bundle when you buy a mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions.